and to read in verse number 1. It came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. A certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Malon and Kalion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came unto the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. And she was left and her two sons. And they took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah and the name of the other Ruth. And they dwelled there about ten years. And Malon and Kalion died also both of them. And the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. <coughs> then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard that in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. And I want to preach tonight for a little while the Holy Ghost being my helper on which way is home. It looks like that America has about forgotten where we came from. We have gone, I've watched America in my lifetime go from the altars to the alleys. I've watched mothers and daddies leave God and go to the devil. I've watched singing in the church go from old time spiritual singing to rot God out of Hollywood. And I, tonight my heart aches because we've drifted so far. From what's right. I prayed here in this altar today. And it seemed like the Holy Ghost said preacher. If the old timers could look in. On some of our most spiritual services today. They'd look in pity. And say God have mercy. On folks that don't know any better. We've gone from altars to alleys. And left our God. Now I want to say tonight. That it's time that we look toward home again. I read in your hearing about a family. That got discouraged in Bethlehem, Judah. And I've wondered so many times. What made them walk off from the land of God. And head down into God's worst spot. Into the land of Moab. I thought maybe the choir didn't sing to suit old Elimelech. And maybe they didn't let his wife sing the lead part in the choir. And he decided he'd head off somewhere else. Now, ain't no use you looking at me that way. I thought last night that Brother Sammy was going to preach this message that I had on my heart about folks leaving God, leaving the right territory, and heading toward enemy country. But it was all in the will of God, and God wanted some folks to know that the Holy Ghost is on your trail and going to pin you down this week. Hallelujah. And let you understand that God hadn't lost track of you. He knows exactly where you are. 
Oh, thank God for saving me. <laughs> I'm glad tonight in my soul that one blessed morning down yonder on the hillside I prayed through and God took up a boat in my heart. A little old boy, thank God, went dancing and skipping that morning on the sunbeams through the trees and it's still real tonight. Only Limelech, that word right there means mine. God is king. Boys, no doubt he walked around in the church. He might have been a deacon, I don't know. But his very name meant my God's king. I trusted in God, trying to live right, and my God's are taking care of me. But one day something got a hold of him. Maybe it is his wife that said, honey, don't you think they're a little too fanatical up there at church? And it'd be a lot better maybe if we moved off down into some other country. I'll tell you, I love to go to church there. Uh, but it's embarrassing when my sister Sue comes over and we have to take her down to church. They get the hooping and the hollering in the back of the choir. I have to bow my head. God have mercy. And begin to play goal of him leg. I'll tell you what, folks. Uh, brother, you don't have to be a heretic uh, to start to leave God. Just some little old something that makes you look away from reality. Off down toward Moab. God have mercy on you tonight. I'm a praying that the Holy Ghost will pin you down and make you see where you are and draw you to an altar of prayer. Whoa, I'm a feeling alright. I'm glad, thank God, that there's a reality in serving the Lord. I'm going to tell you what. If you get just looking off down toward Moab, you're already backslid. I'm going to say to you, choir tonight, if you get to looking in some other kind of songbook, you're already headed down towards Moab. Glory to God tonight. We need to stay with the kind of singing that is around here tonight. I would to God tonight that every choir in America I'd get that old church hymnal. I thank God and begin to sing again the old songs as I. They might have been one of Lemelech's boys played the piano and somebody else got to play it. And no doubt that Maybe his wife said, now, Malon play that thing a lot better than he can play it. And uh, I believe God at least let him play it on Wednesday night. Oh, yes, I know I'm hitting in right where the problem is. I don't know anybody here tonight, but the Holy Ghost knows who you are and where you are. And I'm praying that God will let me preach to you and get you under such conviction that you can't stay out of the altar when we give you an altar call. <laughs> I thought last night I said to myself, Brother Sammy, leave me something. How to preach on. Great God in heaven. But we're looking off down into the land of Moab. Whoa, how many folk have I seen that used to be their God was king? How many preachers, Brother Sammy, have we known in days past that walked with God? Their life was holy. You could tell that in their private life, their Lord God was 
of king. But I saw him a little by degrees began to change and look off over in the country of the land. I've known ladies in my time that dressed right, lived right, walked right in the sight of God, but I saw them a little by degrees walk away from Bethlehem, Judah, and head toward Moab. Yeah. I used to work in the factory. When God called me to preach, I was working in General Electric in Louisville, and I'd see the ladies come in. And Lord God, how it break my heart. Some of them ladies would come in with a dress on, no makeup. And uh, I'd know by their looks at this church women. But it wouldn't be very long until at break time, Brother Sammy, I'd see some man with a cup of coffee in his hand walk over to where this working and begin to talk to him. And I'd say, oh my God, I knew by past experience that she, if she wasn't careful, she was headed for the land of Moab. I've seen them same ladies. A brother talked to those men. Take that dress off one morning, come in. Oh, with blue jeans on. And the next thing you knew, a brother, they have gone together at lunchtime. God help us. We better stay around about the hem today. I know once in a while up in Bethlehem, Judah gets a little drab. I mean, sometime you come in on Wednesday night and it looks like the folks ought to be here. They're not here. They went somewhere and you can't understand why and where they went. And the crowd's down and maybe Brother Sammy's gone and it looks like nobody's got a touch of God on them. And if you're not careful, how the devil say, well, I'll tell you what, over yonder in the assembly, uh, brother, they all praise God, uh, no matter what comes or goes. I saw as we was coming down here, I said so-and-so assembly. And the next sign said so-and-so ministry. Great God, whatever happened to the church? I believe, bless God, if I was going to build something, I'd just call it a church. That's what the Lord called it. Anytime you get away from that, you're headed for more. Brother Sam, I'm just going to preach what the Holy Ghost did. Hallelujah to God. Got to looking away. A lot of folk got to looking. In this day and age, what God's got is not good enough. I've never seen such a time of mixing of the races. Never seen such a time of brother like dogs running together. Hey, I'm a telling you what's right. And we're headed for more. Now it's bad enough. If you get out of gear with God, and walk away yourself, but most church members are never satisfied how to go by themselves. Most preachers are never satisfied how to go by themselves. If you get disgruntled, a brother want to leave church, and brother, you can't worship God here, a brother, first thing you ought to do is get right with God, but if you can't do it, you ought to leave and leave everybody else alone. Amen and amen. God help us to see but he got his family together and pulled them out of church and headed off down into the country of Moab. But I got to looking at the map. And in order to get from a beeline down from Bethlehem, Judah, into the country of Moab, you got to cross the Dead Sea. Boys, when I first saw that, I had myself a fit. 
I said every Christian I've ever known that's left Bethlehem Judah where God is, where the only bread there is that's any count, it's still there. Everyone I've ever known that's went into the country of Moab has crossed the Dead Sea. Got down there that couldn't sing right. Couldn't testify right. I see them pull out on the, on the Dead Sea. Got out there some fella in the boat. <coughs> Said bebop, 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 lula. Boy said, uh, boy said, what's that? All oh, said they sang a little different down here. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. on down there, another little old boat, and one of them uh, ladies in the boat said, send time my bow tie. And said, what are they saying? Said, well, they talk a little different down here. Every time you get away from God, how they sing different and they talk different, and they don't talk our language when you get away from God's country. Boys, I go to church and they don't talk my language. Brother, I get bitchy feet. I want to get away and get back to God's country. I've been in a few of Baptist churches, and God knows I'm telling the truth. A few independent Baptist churches, and they don't talk my language. They don't understand about God. God help us, a brother, to get back to Bethlehem, Judah, and learn which way is home. I remember the old men of God, old Colonel Bradshaw, he instructed in singing. He's my pastor. He'd go and lead singing schools. Them old shape notes, you know. And he'd come in on Sunday morning and preach. And he couldn't hardly read. But great God, when he got up on Sunday morning, I felt something move in on the church. I'd rather have that than have all the titles. Boys, am I telling you right or not? There's times at Mount Rock Baptist Church when the choir didn't sound very good. There's times when we didn't have a piano player. But I'm going to tell you once in a while, it had hit at Mount Marar. They'd call on my daddy to pray. Them old saints of God get to shouting. Oh, I know it gets drab once in a while. But what bread we've got, hallelujah, is worth a thousand loaves. Just one little crumb off of God's table. Our brother's worth all the bread in the world. Thank God I'm glad, hallelujah, that God's got something precious for God's people that'll hang around this kitchen. Pull off down in the land of Moab. The Bible said they stayed down there about ten years. But you see, there's always consequences when you leave God. Somebody said, I can walk away from Concord Baptist Church, go off down into the land of Moab and stay a few years, come back, everything will be all right. Not so, not so, not so. There's always consequences. I've followed, I've seen too many cases. I've vested too many folks. A brother yonder in the mental institutions and in the hospitals. A brother seen and talked to people, a relatives in the funeral home. It never pays to walk away from God. Some folks came to my church. My mother said, well, Bobby's a good boy. He's just a little bit wild. I'm going to tell you, mothers, it'd be a good thing for you to admit when your children are in the wrong. Your daddies, you hear me to tell and be honest. I mean, you don't have to broadcast it everywhere, but I'd be honest with my fellow Christians about my own children. And she'd always say, Bob's a good boy. 
and she says, been seen. But it's just a little bit out of the will of God. And I said, ma'am, when they go to church, she said, been years and years and years. I'm going to say to you, mama, tonight, if I had a boy that hadn't been in the house of God for years and years, I'd be crying every church service, standing to my feet, weeping and wailing, and a begging folk to pray for my boy. He gets down yonder in the land of Moab. One of these days, he's going to cross the line. A brother, where it'll be too late to pray. One of them boys named Malon. That means he's a cripple. You go off with your family and get to living loose and God won't be long your children will be cripples. I thank God for some folk. I was watching some people in the choir tonight. Some young girls are singing, opening their mouth and singing. Wasn't even looking at the book. I mean, they knew them songs by heart. But you let that daddy and that mama pull them off away uh, from God off down in the land of Moab a little while and they'll quit that kind of singing. They'll forget the words. And they'll become spiritual cripples. I'm a pastor of some of them spiritual cripples. Preachers, you know what I'm talking about. That's drifted away from God. I visited them in the hospital when God had cut them down out yonder on the road. And they'll say, oh, preacher, I see my wrong. And as soon as I get out of here, I'll be back in church again. But I don't think I've ever seen a one when they get to a certain place where they have ever come back out of the house of God. I'll tell you, mom and dad, while it's still time, we better be a prey. No doubt I've told you this before. I'm going to tell you again. So, a lady in our church named Judy, and she said, Preacher, she said, My husband, I don't know what's the matter with him. I can't get him to come to the house of God. And she said, I, get, I think maybe he's been saved. And, but she said, I beg him to come, and I'm getting so discouraged. And I said, Sister Judy, let me ask you something. I said, when you sit down to eat of the meal and you get to pray and thanking God for the beans and the taters and the tears get to running down in the plate and you get to praise and Him for giving you what you're eating. I said, what's He do? She said, oh, I don't ever do that. I said, when you get back at night, fix and go to bed, and you get down on your knees to pray and thank God for the day, thank God for clothes to wear and for air to breathe. I said, get to shouting and praising God. Her brother, what's he do then? And she said, oh, I don't ever do that. And I said, if anything in the world will have effect on him, you ought to have a Holy Ghost fit. Her brother right around your can, and it will have effect on them. About two weeks she come down the aisle, some great big old man following her like this. Come in and sit down and she come up to me and said, guess what? I said, I know what. You had one of them Holy Ghost fits and he couldn't stand it. Amen to God. I'll tell you, be good for us to pray for our in these days. The Bible said, oh, Malon died. I wonder why it never did hit old Naomi and Elimelech's heart when them boys got down there got to going with them foreign girls wonder why it never hit their mind that maybe if there's back up yonder in the land of Judah back at Bethlehem if it'd have been better Bible said old Bimelech died it took him out yonder and buried him 
Do you think that the child of God and stay away from God forever and never feel any effects, never have the chastening hand of God on them? Do you think tonight you can go on like you are? Do you think that boy, that daughter of yours can go on like they are and stay away from God and still come out all right? Never, 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 never. Went along till old Malon got sick and died and they buried him, little old Kylon. That word means invalid. He wasn't just a cripple, he's an invalid. Oh, God help us. When the preacher has to come out where we are, down at the house and weep over us, beg us to come to church, we're spiritual English. God help us to see and understand the God of heaven ain't going to let you stay where you are forever. There's a penalty for walking away from God. That last boy died. Naomi got to look him toward home. I wonder how far, how long it's going to have to go before you'll get to looking toward home. I want to tell you again tonight, if you've just been looking away from God's country, you're guilty in the sight of God. If you've been saying our preacher's a little bit too wild, our Sunday school teacher's a little too serious, the songs they sang just a little bit old timey and out of date. You're already looking off into the land of Moab. I want to say to you tonight, God help us. We better stay around where God is, where they're still feeling, thank God, in the cape of the Lord. The Bible says she told her daughters in law, said, I'm going home. She said, I'm I've got a message from that country. But they got bread up there. <laughs> Boys, ain't nothing like what goes on to the house of God. There's been a few times, Brother Blue, when I've had to stay out. When I've been sick and been in the hospital. And I want to go to church. I talk to the doctors about going to church. Say, let me go down to chapel and pray. Let somebody come in. Call the preacher. Let him pray. I get homesick. I'd rather hear somebody pray to hear somebody sing. Boys, you've been out a couple of weeks and you, you go in the house of God and maybe the choir is out of tune to everybody else. But hallelujah, it sounds good to you when you get homesick for God's kind of doing. Oh, they always said, I'm going home. Orphan Ruth said, we're going with you. Now that word orphan means stiff-necked. I've had so many folks to say, preacher, I'm going to stay with you. But somewhere down the road, they changed their mind. I remember when I announced my call to preach. Before the service ever started, they'd sung some songs. And I went to the preacher and said, preacher... God's called me to preach such a burden on my heart. I've been a-weeping down yonder underneath that old chestnut tree and had come back to the house and told my mom and daddy God had called me to preach. And I went to church that night and told them and they stopped the service and, and said, Brother Hanley said God's called him to preach. And everybody began to flood around. I'd grown up in that church and, and everybody, and I remember the young men my age that said, Hanley, we'll stay with you. Said we're going to stay with you. Thank God. Said we've been a thanking that God had a special work for you. And we're going to stay with you. If you ever need us, just let us know. But I got off out under the leaves and bushes and got to praying. And the Holy Ghost of God got to dealing in my soul. And it let me conduct prayer 
church service sometime. They thought too many folks maybe wouldn't be there and wouldn't shame folks too much. And they let me lead the prayer service. And I'd kind of get wrought up in the Lord and have brother get to lose control of myself. And you know them fellers begin to leave. And they wouldn't talk to me on the street no more. <laughs> but I'd get off out yonder again by myself. And the Holy Ghost would come and say, son, it's all right. I'll stay with you. And he's been with me every lick of the way. Hallelujah. <laughs> Some of you mamas here tonight. Oh, your way of dealing with your children is not popular. You believe it's right to whip them children, make them mind, make them dress right, and live right. But your own kind will turn against you and say, shame on you. You're too hard on your children. Some of you fellas down to the factory, you got laughed at and scorned. They're trying to live right reading your Sunday school lesson on the job. Reading your Bible on the job. But hallelujah on Sunday morning when you come into church and feel the fellowship of the Lord. While I was working at General Electric, I, I went in there and went to work a bunch of, of Catholics all around me. And other unsaved folk who didn't have any church affiliation. I had that old King James Bible. I'd lay it down over here on my conveyor belt. And I'd work a while and go over there and read the book. The work got piled up. I'd go back and catch up again and go over there and read my Bible again. I'm going to tell you what had effect on them sinners. We had another lady come in there and she said, hey, say you're a preacher. And I said, yes, ma'am. I am. And she laughed and cursed and said, I know about you fellas. They're scattered all over the park. There's 20,000 people who work in there at that town. But there's one of them other Catholic women said, come here. She took her down there by and, and talked to her and talked to her and she come back up there and said, I'm sorry. Millie said she was all right. And said, I'm sorry and I won't bother you anymore. <laughs> Brother, I went off down yonder pastor in a little old church, Brother Sammy, and they run me off from down there. And there's a half Apache Indian I work with up there. Her brother come lumbering down there. He didn't care about God or nothing else in the world. But he told them boys in that country, he said, leave the preacher alone or I'll get the lot of you. Great God in heaven, I'm glad I stayed with the Lord. Hallelujah. I'd rather have him than all that backslidden mess, brother, that won't stay with the ways of God. Oh, we've drifted so far. seen so many of my people, my brothers and sisters that wept when I told them that I was called to preach. And they said they'd stay with me. But they're all gone now, boys. They're all gone. But I'll tell you what, there's a sweet consolation. Thank God when I was over here today, walking in the aisle between every beach, asking God to bless every man, woman, boy, and girl that come in here. And sit down, let us see old-fashioned revival. Brother, there's a holy presence moved in here around me that I wouldn't trade for all my earthly brothers and sisters. Hallelujah to God. The Bible said finally Orpha kissed her and turned around and laughed. Ruth said, I'm going to stay with you. That word Ruth means one that sticks closer than a brother. 
There's been lots of fellers, Brother Sammy, and lots of folks that's left me down through the years. But there's been a few that's been stuck closer than a brother. The crowd's got smaller. On one side, and it's got larger on the other side. <laughs> but I'm a looking tonight, yonder in home country. I get to thinking, boys, about getting down to the end of the road. Looking back at my life and how it's been. I've always been where I ought to have been. I run from God when He called me to preach, and I'm sorry for that. But ever since that day down yonder, underneath the chestnut tree, when I said, God, I'll go, the road's been pretty straight up till now. Hallelujah to God. I want it to look right when I get to the end of the way. Amen. I see Ruth and Naomi getting that boat. Head back out across the Dead Sea. I got over close to the bank. I see him meet another boat and some fell out there and the boat said, Amazing grace, how sweet to sound that saved a wretch like me. <laughs> Ruth said, what is saying? Oh, Naomi said, that's, that's home, down home singing. <laughs> said, thank God, that's what I grown up on. Hallelujah. <laughs> I see some fella out there in another boat. Said, great God in heaven, I bow my heart to you this morning. I want you to bless my day. God bless my children, my wife back yonder in Bethlehem, Judah. God bless my preacher. God bless my church. Bless the choir. Touch that little old girl. God is under conviction last Sunday. And Ruth said, what's he talking about? I said, hon, stay with me and you'll learn. <laughs> Hallelujah. So that's the way they talk. Glory to God up where I'm from. That's the way they talk. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Do you know? Do you know which way's home today? There's some folks here tonight, maybe singing the choir, that you've been looking off down in the country, my lad, wishing they'd learned some new kind of songs, wishing the preacher'd quit preaching on dancing. Quit preaching on ball games and, and hellishness in the basement of the Baptist churches. God help you. You're looking off in dangerous country. Maybe preachers here tonight. God bless you men. But you know what the devil knows? He knows if he can kill you, he's got the whole outfit. And he's been working on you fellas. And one of you preachers look up at me. He's been working on you. He's been trying to get you to look away from Bethlehem, Judah, where the power of God is, and saying, uh, being intellectual just as good as that old-time fanatical stuff. I want you to know if you can get both of them together just right, you can't beat that. But if you've got to leave off one of them, you better take the power of God. Oh, brother, stay with it. There's nothing like that. Amen. 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 
of God in Bethlehem, Judah. I see the lights shining. I can't help but believe that up there somewhere there's some folks saying, Oh, Lord, I don't know where Naomi is tonight. But God, I pray you let them look this way. And remember the things of God. Remember the taste of the bread in the land of Judah. Oh, Lord God, tonight some of you mothers got boys off down yonder in Moab. I'd never quit praying. I said I'd never, never quit praying some of you daddies tonight. Got sons and daughters and brothers and sisters off down yonder in the land of Moab. Don't ever quit praying. I'll tell you what I'd say. I'd say, God, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, God, I'll bring them home. Amen. See Ruth and Naomi coming up the hill, Bethlehem, Judah. It was harvest time. They was, they was having revival <laughs> up in Bethlehem, Judah. I believe they got inside of the church, got in here in distance, and way off yonder, I hear the choir singing coming out through the doors. Just as. I am without one plea. I see old Amy almost break down. Said they're, they're singing my invitation song. Hallelujah. They come through the doors and they said, is this Naomi? Hey, you get away from God. It'll change you. They said, is this really you? She said, don't call me Naomi. That word means sweet and peaceful and nice and tender and kind. She said, don't call me that. Call me Marah. That's the spring down yonder where the children of Israel stopped and tried to drink. And it was so bitter they couldn't drink out of it till they threw the tree into it. She said, don't call me Naomi. Call me Marah. She said, I went away full. And I'm coming back empty. You can't fool the old preacher tonight and say, oh, preacher, I used to be in church, but I found more fun where I am now. Everything's going good. No, the truth of the thing is, you're empty tonight, and you need to come home to God. I wonder where you are. Do you know the way home? Do you know that God's calling you tonight? Do you know that the Holy Ghost is touching your heart and saying, come home, come home, come home. Some of you here tonight and don't know anything about the land of Bethlehem, Judah. Oh, I'd like you to come and, and get into it and find out about it. It's the sweetest country that ever has been. And the Lord calls you tonight. I've always thought that all the time, that there's down there, that there's something pulling on them to come home to Bethlehem Judah.